Listen to this. James Harden was on the bench, ran onto the floor mid-play to help the to help on the defensive end. He ended up getting a deflection. The officials then realized what was going on and then called the play dead. Philadelphia was hit with a technical foul for only having four men on the floor. Why would you give him a foul? It's a, <laughs> it's an advantage to the other team. So they just doubled down on the yeah. advantage. Who cares if they only want to put four people out there? Maybe that's a strategy. <laughs> Stupid strategy, but I guess it works. Welcome in. This is episode 91 of the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. We got to start looking to 100, yeah? Oh my God. What are we doing? 24 hour live stream. T minus nine. I think 24 hour live stream might be a good idea. I think they're kind of funny. <laughs> if, we could, if we could do it, if we could pull it off, it would be amazing. Okay. That'd be, I'll, I'll start doing some no. research. I'm not sure that we Come could. Come on. We could rock and bowl. I, we don't have to sit in a room all day. Oh, we could. You could. It'd be horrible. We know I we have a wouldn't like we that. have a panel of guests coming in and out. Oh yeah, it's a, rot- a revolving door. Yeah, we could have Mr. Robbie do a children's hour. <laughs> My God, twenty four hours wild. We'll get to that when it comes. <laughs> uh, the world could end between here and episode one hundred. We it don't is. know what happens. Maybe it will. Um, and famously, our our show is pretty bad at predicting uh, what the future holds. So. We don't know. <laughs> On that topic, I don't really want to talk football in this episode. I know that uh, there's one team in particular. Mm, which team? <laughs> that we're all kind of watching as they continue their quest for the big game. Mm. Uh, An animal-based team? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, it, you know, one of them. Um, Cincinnati? No. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't have to talk football, but I was... Given specific orders to make you eat crow for a oh, believe me, I will. Okay. The reason crow. so okay. I was going to get to this. The reason I do want to eat not crow. talk football is because our show is recorded before football happens, and football dominates the headlines. So if I'm talking about football in a way that's you know like last week, I made an educated guess. That educated guess was was dead wrong. Swing and a miss. Uh, and it was that the Bills were going to dominate Cincinnati. They were going to go get a neutral site game in Atlanta, win that, go to the Super Bowl, behind the you know DeMar Hamlin thing, whatever. That, uh, as of 4 o'clock last Sunday, that prediction would have been valid. As soon as that game started, <laughs> it was all over. Done. It was over. The Bengals dominated in every aspect of the game, uh, even in the snow. Like, you'd think Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills, would have the advantage in the snow. Absolutely not. The Bengals ran all over them. It was a drubbing by the uh, mm. reigning AFC champion uh, Bengals. So, yeah, kind of shows how they may be that again. It could. I mean, they've certainly and the headlines going into the game. I mean, we were hedging, yeah. hedging, hedging toward the Bills. It was was oh, we're missing starters on the offensive line. We're going to be playing on the road against Josh Allen and the very good Buffalo Bills. Damar Hamlin will be in the building. Correct. It was just all leading up to this big thing, which the shots of Damar Hamlin in that press box. Was he C- there? I couldn't see CBS tell. be better. I, I they mean, could have had an actor. They, you could have had anybody sitting in the box. We don't even know if that was the right box. <laughs> it was like snow driving through the wind. Uh, you know, and cloud it. Get a camera in the box and cut to that. Yeah. Instead of let me just show this window, which you can't see through anyway on a sunny day, uh, and then put snow in front of it. You got to be kidding me, CBS. But anyway, Why I CBS will put snow at that game. I, I know <laughs> to try and get the Bills to win it. That's uh, true. But unfortunately, they don't. So the what I call fraud Bengals team continues on in their fraudulent ways. And now they have to march into Burrowhead Stadium. Hmm? Oh. Arrowhead, Burrowhead, Burrowhead, hmm. um, Hobblehead. I know I said I wasn't talking football, but Eli Apple, man, 
earn it, buddy. Oh, boy. Woof. <laughs> that was a bad look this week. I, and it was... So if you didn't see any of that game and you don't know who Eli Apple is, he's a cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals. And he was famous for last Super Bowl getting cooked by Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And people said, you know, Eli Apple, he's a pretty good corner. He, you know, had a really tough game against a really good wide receiver. Um, the offensive player of the year last year in the NFL. So tough look for him. So he comes back this year kind of on a revenge tour of sorts uh, and against a, a matchup that everyone would predict would go one way with Stefan Diggs cooking Eli Apple. Uh, doesn't go that way because inexplicably his quarterback either doesn't throw him the football in, in key situations or he overthrows him when he's wide open. Uh, so Eli Apple feels the need to kind of take a victory lap like, hey, I told you I belong here. Mm. Hey, I got game. So he was going after Stephon Diggs and he was yeah. going after the Buffalo Bills. And on the sideline, he was saying, I'll see you guys at Burrowhead Stadium, which is a playoff Arrowhead Stadium, which is where the Chiefs play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, did you see his tweets? Oh, my God. Unhinged. Going after on Twitter. DeMar? Just all, all sorts of things. I'm like, and then he had to later backtrack because people really were mad about those. And, uh, but, I, Jeez, Eli Apple, act like you've been there. I mean, he's a former Super Bowl cornerback. Yeah, and you now wouldn't he's, know it. You wouldn't know it. He's acting like a child. But, I mean, I, listen, the horrible things that were said about him in the offseason after true. that Super Bowl, I, I guess he deserves some sort of, like, uh, redemption arc. But it's tough to cheer for a guy who's, you know, trolling people on Twitter and, uh, you know, not in the like the fun Joel Embiid way. No, it's more of like an a la KD kind of way. It's more like, yeah, like a villainous type of. And again, maybe he's playing into this nobody believes in us kind of mentality uh, because I certainly don't. I until last week, because they have totally changed my mind. Um, the Bengals were not the team that everyone else thought they were. But look at them now uh, looking to march into yet another Super Bowl appearance. So we'll see what happens. I don't want to predict anything because clearly I'm wrong. Uh, I did want to hear, however, mm. if the games do go a certain way, we could be looking at a reunion between a head coach and a former team led by said head coach. Yes. So we have Andy Reid, who is the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, and we have the Philadelphia Eagles, who are now head coached by Nick Sirianni, but were mm -hmm. formerly head coached by Andy Reid. So you could have a scenario in which you get the homecoming, the reunion, whatever you want to call it, between Andy Reid and his former team. Where do you stand on on that? <laughs> I mean, I guess I would be I would I'd like, be are you, a, is that I'd be a bad Eagles? It's not on my radar at all. Okay. I am focused on the 49ers right now. This is a good political like coach answer. We just got to focus on the team in front of us. Um, but I know I don't think about that at all. Uh, I think that was more of a thing when him and Doug were playing each other last mm -hmm. week because like Doug, Doug has been at every single professional level with Andy Reid at right. every single spot except for the Eagles when he finally took, you know, well, Chip's job, but Andy's job. Right. Um, so I think that's a little bit more meaningful. I don't, I, I mean, some fans I feel like will will have this, like it'll be this immense feeling of satisfaction if we were to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the, in the Super Bowl. Sure. Because Andy was never able to get it done. Right. He's only been able to get it done once. Well, and the thing about it is, too, this is a head coach who many people revere as being one of, if not the greatest. Uh, I don't think that way because I am a Bill Belichick homer, but many people think that Andy Reid, uh, by doing it with two franchises, by doing it with several different quarterbacks, um, that he surpasses Bill in that way. I don't know that that's true because Andy, like no. you said, has only done it one time. But, I mean, he's been able to have very successful, uh, you know, dynasty-like success with two different teams in two different eras of football. So just an interesting little wrinkle that we could see. Um, are you rooting for that matchup? I mean... I know you're just rooting um, to get through. It doesn't matter who no, you see. I, but. I, I think hmm. 
So I th- are there any hard feelings? Like I, I don't know how you stood on. No, I've on come his to departure. peace with my Andy Reid departure. Um, I mean, we're we're three coaches deep since then, so Correct. who cares? Right. Um, it's like more. It's like, are you mourning the loss of Buddy Ryan? Like, yeah, who cares? I mean, not who cares. Buddy Ryan, great Eagles coach, all timer, but unfortunately, like it's twenty twenty three. We've moved on. Right. Um, I'm not rooting for any specific matchup because I actually think the Chiefs and the Bengals are pretty well matched. Yeah. Um, they're both. It. I mean, it's just going to be a shootout because they're both. Their defenses are kind of eh. Mm-hmm. Um. The offensive line of of the Bengals are are broken up, but you know yeah. what? I, I can't even put any stock in that because they look true, fantastic true. They look against a great Bills defense. Yeah. I don't know. I, I get. I I think this is the only game I'm giving prediction to today. I think the Bengals win it. Wow. Today okay. And go back to the Super Bowl. So truly, dub it Burrowhead Stadium. Yes, I think so. I just based a hundred percent on as I don't believe one word about the Pat Mahomes non injury. Mm. I think they're shooting him up with some stuff. Probably feel good. How could you not? But you have Travis Kelsey. You have yeah. Pat Mahomes. That's that's all you need to be a contender. Clearly, right now. Clearly, right now. And you have Andy Reid, who's an offensive genius. So yeah, I don't know. That game, I think, will be hopefully um, more interesting to watch. Now that is the nightcap. So the that will uh, be after we know what happens. Uh, the fate of the Philly faithful. Oh, yeah. yeah. A little alliteration. In All there of them you. with PHs. Yes, of course. Of course. So we'll know what happens with the Eagles before we even get to Burrowhead Stadium. So um, we'll see what happens there. We will see. Uh, Evan, you sent yes. us a tweet. Um, and it was specific to how we say a certain word, mm-hmm. a certain team name. Mm hmm. Uh, that is currently still in the playoffs. I've probably said it. You caught a couple times today. Already. I've said it at least, at least three times. times. Um, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Now, you sent us a tweet about how a fan of a WIP talk show was hoping to God that they wouldn't move through because then they wouldn't have to hear a host of that show say the name of the team wrong. She or he, I guess, was them. Thank you. Uh, they were under the impression that it is the Cincinnati Bengals. And wait, no, Bengal. I, I don't I can't know. Even I don't know. The other way. I didn't know. Bangle, you... It's Bengal. B e n Bengal. Bengals. No, Bengals. I actually think bangles. I said Bengals when I said it. So what? Yeah, see, that's so, what I'm saying. So what is a bangle then? A bangle is a bracelet. Is a bracelet. Bengal bracelet. Like a big. Bengal is, is it a spelled tiger. differently? Yes. B a n b e n. Now Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, that's the way I say it as well. But I mean, Bengals. you could you could be sitting at home pulling your hair out listening to this. So put it on the poll. Say it for yourself. Cincinnati Bengals or Cincinnati Bengals. You decide. I look at, if I look it up. Either either word, either spelling, the Cincinnati Bengals come up every time. <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of growing tired of being laughed at, mocked, corrected that it's oh, it's the Bengals. How often is that happening to you? Too frequently. Too I'm much. The only person who says that to you. Yeah, you say it pretty frequently. Mm. Okay. Anytime well, we're talking about wrong. the team, you're like, well, it's. No, it's the Bengals. The Bengals. I just want to put it to bed. If everyone says Bengals, then I'll just have to, you know, Washington football team it and relearn the name of a team. No, we cannot make people do that again. Los <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, San Diego Chargers. I'm still calling them the San Diego Chargers. I still I, I keep am. calling them the Oakland Raiders. Oh yeah, Oakland. Yeah, Las Vegas now. Tom Brady's future home. Huh? Mm. Do you think they'd ever change the Patriots to the Boston Patriots? No. Just be New England all the Why time. Why would they need to? Yeah, I don't plus, know. Plus then you're like shutting out a bunch of different... Do uh, you think there's any football fans in Vermont and, Vain- and Maine? Put that on a poll. Are there football fans in Vermont and Maine? Um, I do think there are, and I don't want them to be necessarily taken off of the representation of the New England Patriots. So no, I don't think we will ever go to the Boston Patriots. Interesting Tom Brady headline, however, that I just read this morning. 
Mm, I also saw this. We can cross the Miami Dolphins off the list of Tom mm. Brady's potential next homes, which still, we don't know if he's playing, is the fun thing. We still don't know if he's retiring, if he's playing again, if he's going to play, if he's going to play for Tampa Bay. Um, I don't think that would be the case, but many people have been circling the, the Miami Dolphins as a potential uh, return. But I don't know that he would sign up to play the Patriots twice a year. That's true. Too I much think, drama for him. I think <laughs> him going to the NFC, right, was a very calculated move mm-hmm. to say, all right, I won't have to see the Patriots all that often, once every four years. That's fine. Am I, is my career even going to go four more years? Who knows? Um, but he got that one game, his second year there. It was an all-time Patriots game. Uh and I think that was enough for him. He's like, all right, I don't need like revenge after revenge. So, so the Miami Dolphins not on the list of Tom Brady's suitors, which leaves the list, I guess, long. I've seen every, I, I've seen Packers to prove that he's better than Aaron Rodgers. I've seen Detroit Lions because they're up and coming. They're young. I've seen Raiders. I've seen Jets. I've seen. I, I mean, pretty much every team in the NFL is apparently in on Tom Brady. So, I don't know. I. Did you hear he was on a podcast this week and someone asked him like Tom do you know what you're doing and he's like whatever the guy's name is like Jim Jim if I knew what I was effing doing I would have effing done it already stop asking me thanks for asking that's that's the answer <laughs> that's of what a man. killed me is what he said thanks for asking that's that is the answer of a man who is frustrated by that question yeah. and also frustrated that he doesn't have an answer to that question yeah this is this is his first off season alone. Thank you, Evan. I just it's important to point out. It's easy. Is it important to point out? I don't know. <laughs> I don't he's, a, it he's a new man. He could be. Who knows? Brand new Tom Brady next year. F- refreshed. He needs to eat some because he's looking deathly skinny. He's 48 years old. Okay. Time to pack on the beer cut. He's only 45. But And Ben Roethlisberger weighs 200 pounds more than him. After the break, we will get into the actual show, which again... I said we weren't going to talk about football. We spent an entire segment talking about football. So I apologize for that. Uh, but no predictions were made except for Evans uh, out on a mm-hmm. limb prediction there. I did not say anything. After the break, no predictions made. we will discuss basketball because that's where the headlines lie. In the rough again? You need a new way to set up and track your shots. Introducing Bogey Buster the all-encompassing golf app that lets you see the course like you've never seen before. Using any phone's camera, you can see the exact path that your ball takes on each and every shot, giving you real-time feedback so you can make quick adjustments. Having trouble seeing the green? Use the contour map feature to see exactly how your ball's gonna roll. Need to see distance to the pin? Our GPS-supported feature allows you to see exactly how far you are from the hole and gives you a recommendation on what club to use. You can also look back and track your improvement by seeing all of your past scorecards. Bogey Buster is already supported at thousands of courses throughout the U.S. and is growing every day. It is truly an all-in-one golf tool. Download Bogey Buster and start knocking shots off your game today. Now for your headline huddle. Novak Djokovic won his 10th Australian Open on Sunday, which also sealed his record-tying 22nd Grand Slam title. His victory comes as a triumphant return after being deported from Australia last year before the Australian Open because he was not vaccinated against COVID-19. Novak said Sunday that this was the biggest victory of his life. Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett was arrested on a public intoxication charge in Dallas early Sunday morning. Officers responded to reports of a man banging on doors in the area and upon arrival determined that Bennett was intoxicated. Bennett led Georgia to the 65-7 win over TCU earlier this month in the College Football Playoff National Championship game. And finally, Wednesday's basketball game between Duquesne and Loyola was interrupted when an Uber Eats delivery person walked onto the court in search of the recipient of a McDonald's delivery. The delivery man narrowly missed running into a player before a referee spotted him and stopped the gameplay. Duquesne's media relations team later learned and confirmed that it was a staged prank. Back to you, Silas. 
What do you think? Good prank, bad prank? Um, I don't know. It's a Duquesne basketball game. Yeah. Get a bigger stage. <laughs> do uh, it at an NBA game. Put it, put it on the poll. Fake Uber Eats delivery in the middle of a basketball game. Good prank, bad prank. Guten prank. Guten prank or baton prank. Um, I guess it's revenge. I, I guess it's revenge Sunday because uh, you know not only are the Cincinnati Bengals and Eli Apple going on a revenge tour, but Novak Djokovic mm. um, saying that this Australian Open title is what did he say? The greatest of his career, the best of his career, biggest victory of his life. I mean, get over yourself, what a loser. Yeah. I, <laughs> Why did they let him back? You were deported last year, okay? Because you didn't want to play by the rules. And now this year, you come back and you're like, that was the biggest victory of my life. I, I, you know, I can't point to a single thing in my life better than smiting those who made me not play tennis for a year. That's not why he said that. Just to be clear, that's not what he was attributing it to. (laughs) He was coming off of an injury and also his dad died this year. So this felt like his most important victory. That being said, get vaccinated. Just... Not a big fan of Novak Djokovic, okay? As you can clearly tell. I could not tell. I think I read that he holds the longest streak for no losses in that stadium. Is the stadium, is that the right word? Arena? Rod Laver Arena? Stadium. You know, when Roger Federer decided to move on from tennis, uh, there was a little, it was sad, obviously, for me because big Roger fan, Uh, but there was a little bit of, like, excitement for the new era. Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal, move on with your lives. I mean, the era is over. Let somebody else win it. Mm. Tsitsipas is the person he beat. And that, I mean, that guy's great tennis player. And instead, he loses in straight sets to that guy. Moving on to basketball, because that's where the headlines were this week. Uh, It is rare on this show that you get something so correct. And last week, I went on a long tangent about Shannon Sharp and the Memphis Grizzlies, and you act like you've been there, and you know all this stuff. Uh, since the Shannon Sharp incident, the Grizzlies are zero and five. Mm. So congratulations! That That's sounds a like a, that you. sounds like a championship contender, don't it? <laughs> are you saying that? Are you saying that that you correctly called their uh, their fraudulent ways, what? or are you saying? They, Shannon Sharp has cursed them or something. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Definitely not. It is nothing Shannon Sharp did. But when your team f- stoops to the level of getting into arguments with just, you know, p- people who are watching your game. Now, granted, Shannon Sharp is a personality. Shannon Sharp talks a lot of crap about the Grizzlies and other sports, uh, you know, players, teams, whatever. So he's not just your average passerby. But when you start getting into fights with that and you have to have your dad come down from the stands, eh, it doesn't scream championship contender to me. Not a good look. You know what's really great is you're giving yourself an opportunity to be really right and then blow it when they win tonight against the Pacers. Uh, They play tonight against the Pacers. We'll see how they're playing at home. Uh, They could win. This could be, you know, them turning things around. I doubt it. But this could be it. Uh, Mm. Speaking of turning things around and changing the narrative, uh, the rare Joel Embiid versus Nikola Jokic battle happened this week. Yes. Evan, do you want to let us know how that went? Uh, it was a, a very easy tromping of Joel over Nikola Jokic. He scored, what was he, 47, 18, and 5. And what, did, what was Jokic's line? 23, 23, 8, and 4, maybe. Nowhere close to a triple-double. He's so, a triple-double machine, allegedly. So I, I was watching highlights of both of the centers play because there was like this, you know, video about, you know, the two best centers in the game. Because they are. They're the two best centers in the game. Uh, I say that as only one of them gets to start in the All-Star game. But mm. and could you guess which one that is? Not who? Not Joel. So two best centers in the game. And they're going back and forth. I look at the Joel highlights. Amazing. Superhuman. Uh, just uh, amazing grace and athleticism. And then I look at Jokic. <laughs> I, I just, the eye test tells every... like it, it, There are a lot of things the eye test can't do. One of those is numbers. I know you are super uh, uh, 
it's keen just, on calling those numbers people out, but the eye test, just look at the two of them. Which I, one deserves to be starting in the damn all-star game? <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, it, it feels like they make up stat lines for Jokic to look good. Like, not, I love 538. Yeah, but I don't need to see Raptor, overall Raptor scores as a, as a like, bottom line, this is who should be in the all-star game. But that's what is happening. I think the, uh, you know, the play style, right, of the two couldn't be more different. Yep. Jokic plays more of a point center where he's got the ball in his hands a lot. He's moving it around. He's dishing it out. He's, you know, grabbing the rebound and taking it up himself. Now, Joel does that sometimes, but the mm-hmm. overwhelming majority of the time, it's James Harden. It's yeah. James Harden dribbling. Yep. It's James Harden coming off a ball screen. It's James Harden dishing to another guard of some sort. You know, like it is very rare Joel is running the offense by himself. Now, does he get to touch the ball pretty much every possession? Sure. But is the offense made around him? Mm-hmm. I would I would venture to say no. After seeing however many Sixers games I have this year, I wouldn't say they, you know, he runs the offense. Jokic in Denver runs the offense. And yeah. I think maybe that is the difference <laughs> where they're like, well, one guy doesn't have to do it himself. One guy does. So that's why we're giving him the all-star nod. Now, Jokic did say, to his credit this week, he said, I think Joel Embiid should be an all-star starter. And I think it's a you know, kind of an insult to our position to say, yeah, you're going to start Kevin Durant, who's injured Giannis and Jason Tatum above Joel Embiid. And where I thank Jokic for saying that, because I, I mean, it's true. Don't act like you're above Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. I mean, he <laughs> doesn't he, need you to come to his game. defense. He's yeah, better yeah. than you. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of had like, thank you. But don't, you know, yeah, don't patronize, don't patronize. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. me up here on my two MVPs, which should have been Joe's, by the way. I'm going to tell him that he he deserves the all-star starter. Okay. You know what's interesting is I, I'm watching highlights to remind myself, too, is that Joel didn't... I feel like yesterday's game, he, he was an all-around player. Like, he was shooting more than he normally does. He was shooting outside the paint more. He was, like, basically dropping fadeaway shots over Jokic because... He's seven foot tall, too. No matter uh, what kind of basketball God. you like to watch, he does it. Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, uh, hold on. Sha- if you hate watching Philadelphia basketball, you might hate it. Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> early in Joel's career, was telling him, why don't you back these people down more? You're bigger. You're stronger. You're tougher. You're you're good at finishing in traffic. Get down in those trenches and really... Ba- he does that. Back to the basket, he's great. Yep. Uh, you give it to him on, on the elbow... He'll be able to drive it. He'll be able to hit that free throw line extended jumper. You put him outside the three point line. He can, you know, take a ball screen, go pick and roll. He can, you know, stand outside there, hit a three. It is amazing what he's able to do. And we're the underappreciation of him is just rampant around the NBA. Mm. Uh, so that headline about him not being an all star starter was just. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and to back up what we were talking about weeks ago about this like narrative that like the NBA just won't give Joel anything. Sure. Won't give the Sixers anything. This morning uh, after the game ESPN and the NBA tweeted this or put on Instagram the same two pictures and they were the only two from yesterday's game that were about Joel. Mm. They were not about a stat line. Right. They were not about him and Jokic. It was about that stupid little scuffle that they had by the bench. Oh yeah. Yeah, they just want to make the narrative to make Joel look like a villain. And uh, listen, that scuffle by the bench was not even Joel's to have. I know it was between <laughs> George Niang and Shake Milton, but you have to actually watch the game to know that. Uh, I, I mean, it's we'll see what happens because I don't know that Kevin Durant even plays the All Star game again. By the way, they <laughs> gonna start on that fraud. But I mean, he could be subbed in for him to say like, okay, he's starting. And I don't know. But there's always going to be an asterisk now. And I, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And to go up against Ben Simmons, the guy who is supposed to be your teammate, supposed to be your running mate, and just dominating him, taking his team behind the woodshed, and then immediately following that up by playing the other guy in your sport who they keep giving your award away to. Yeah. I mean, and having the two performances he had, yeah. in those games and it was interesting though because like Joel I feel like he was so much more fired up in the Ben Simmons one obviously and Ben Simmons didn't want any of the smoke he wouldn't want nothing no. Jokic didn't no, Jokic you know he he wasn't avoiding the smoke but he was like looking away from it 
but um, I, I feel like Joel does. He's not. He doesn't have as much animosity towards Jokic as I think people think he has. Mm. Um, yeah, I oddly, have enough. For oddly, enough, I have enough for yeah, everybody. Yeah. So. I, I think he that might just be Joel getting more mature and coming to terms that the NBA hates him and there's no point in getting mad at the, the guy that they just keep putting up because it's not his fault. God, he's just so mm, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the Lakers, obviously always in the news, the Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, uh, very Cowboy, s- Cowboys fans, st- basketball is ears perking up again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lakers fans recently got a, uh, a new addition to the team. Mm. Uh, Rui Hachimura. Yes, formerly a Washington Wizard. Correct. Yeah, I've seen him like I've seen the Wizards so many times playing the Sixers (laughs) that I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's how you learn, man. Rui Hachimura, Uh, the Lakers trade for him. They get him at the trade deadline. And Shaquille O'Neal, maybe you've heard of him. Uh, Never heard of him. Pretty famous Laker. Uh, He said, "I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name." If you're not a top ten basketball player in the league, I don't know who you are. (laughs) My God. So I thought it would That's be fun funny. to make a list of players we think Shaq might know. Okay. So I would start with who I think is one of the best, I mean, certainly top 10, top five players right now, Giannis Attendacumpo. Now, granted, I'm not sure he could say that name either, mm. but he at he least knows say, who the Greek freak is. I would is. say he so would we'll say just Greek say Greek freak, freak the whole time. Uh, Evan, who who you take? I definitely know he knows who jo- Joel is. He definitely knows who Joel is. Yes, that is true. Yeah. So that's okay. We'll take that too. Um, I will say he probably knows who Luka Doncic is. I would hope so. Is that safe to know who Luka Doncic is? Yeah. And I'm gonna keep rolling with the centers. I think he knows who Nikola Jokic is. Okay. No, that's. <laughs> I would listen, hope so. He would. He would He's have to professor know center, so. the legacy of his position. He yeah. has to know who those big guys are. Yep. So what are we up to? Four or up yeah, to four. four people. I'll take five. I, I will take the snake himself. Kevin Durant. That was going to be mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Darn it. Because he responded <laughs> to him on Twitter after Kevin Durant questioned him for yeah. not knowing who Rui Hachimura was. I think he knows who Kyrie Irving is. Okay. Kyrie is is in the in the news yeah. with different stuff. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, I will continue with my uh, all time. Don't like you list. I think he'll probably know. Kawhi Leonard. I was also going to say Kawhi Leonard. So I think he is probably familiar with Kawhi Leonard's game. So we're at, I believe that was seven. All right. And we haven't said LeBron James. Oh, wow. That's he great. He definitely answer. knows who LeBron James is. Let's, let's be honest. He played against him. I was he saying, played with him. Yeah. He knows who LeBron James is. I wasn't going to say it, but I, I thought we were maybe excluding him, but I'll take LeBron. Oh, man. So this is where Steph it gets... Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. All right. Sydney comes in with the Steph Curry. Stiff, Steph, Steph. Stiff Curry. <laughs> when he gets old, he's real Stiff Curry. Oh, man. But he's moving. I mean, it's, listen, I was at a game recently, saw Steph Curry play. That man's an unbelievable player. He's, an, he's one of those aliens. So now we have one more player uh, on, on a list of people who Shaq might know. Um, now he did say in his quote also if you're not a top 10 player I know I don't know who you are I'm not watching any bulls or wizards or bullets <laughs> games oh my god okay so that tells you a little bit about that so do you think he knows who Jason Tatum is I don't think so oh man I mean n- n- listen Duke kid comes in the league he's pretty good He's certainly see, MVP see, caliber athlete this and, year. And this is no, I, I don't mean this by any sort of shade at Kobe, especially this week, but the corniness with Jason Tatum and his Kobe stuff is so annoying. Why? He was wearing a shirt with Kobe in a Celtics uniform this yeah. week. Okay. That would never happen. It has never happened. Um, I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Kobe Bryant beat the Celtics in the uh, 20, 2010 NBA Finals. Yeah. I believe that's correct. So stop getting these photoshopped shirts to uh, and, and screenshots of you texting his phone I mean, number that doesn't exist anymore. It's like the people who put like, you know, an old and, you know, now deceased person like a, like a Marilyn Monroe. There's a famous picture of her in that dress, whatever. They'll put her in some other outfit to, like, make it funny. And I'm like, eh, it's not too funny, okay? I ain't laughing. 
It could have happened. He could have memed the Celtics after taking their season away. I, I don't think that's true. But definitely not. Uh, but we have one more spot. Do you think he knows who Chris Paul is? Do you think he knows who, uh, you know, like I doubt he knows Devin Booker. Dame Lillard. <laughs> Dalla Dame. Do you think he knows who Damian Lillard is? Maybe. Or one of Portland, the ball brothers? If he's, oh, God, certainly not one of the ball brothers. If he doesn't <laughs> know, if he doesn't watch any, I believe the quote was Bullets or Wizards games because that's where Rui Hachimura came from. I mean, do you think he knows Zion? Oh, like probably. Zion probably. Jimmy really? Butler? <sighs> no, okay. certainly not. You don't think he knows Jimmy Butler? Hey, he's like the top 25, right. probably top 20, 15 maybe. Clay Thompson? I was going to say Draymond Green just because mm. he's always on the set with him. You better know <laughs> who that is. But I'll let, I'll let you decide. Number 10. Who do you think the last person is that Shaq I think knows? I'll go with Zion. Zion. Shaq has a good read on all the big men. He does. He does. He, as Zion's a big man. A big man, man I know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so. the list of people Shaq knows. Shaq know you? Shaq know you not. <laughs> uh, Giannis, Joel, Luka, Jokic, KD, Kyrie, Kawhi, LeBron, Steph, and Zion. Everybody else. Shaq's not gonna bother learning your name. Yeah. Bye bye, Jason Tatum. DJ Diesel. <laughs> I mean, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, like his teammate. I, <laughs> I can know any of those guys are. <laughs> All right, one more NBA story, I guess, before we send it to break and we do the wheel and all of its extravaganza. Mm. Have you noticed that NBA officials are getting quick to call technical fouls? I just think the NBA officials are getting egos like mm. MLB umpires. Okay. Normally, I would think as a basketball referee, they were usually pretty neutral yeah. growing up. Um, but now I definitely feel like they're getting an ego. Yeah. They're getting on camera more often. I don't like to necessarily go after officials. I think there's like, for instance, there are several games this year where the Patriots were you know, taken for like, they just had a game taken away from them by, by the refs because, you know, of a touchdown call of a missed touchdown call of a this or that, whatever flag penalty, whatever it may be. But in the end, I know that my team probably, if I'm in a position where I need a call to go a certain way, my team's not all that good anyway. So I try not to really go after the refs unless it's egregious. Like, the call a couple years ago with the pass interference, Saints and Rams. Yeah. Oh my like God. That, that ended a season for somebody. That call probably should have been right. But in terms of like knick-knacky things, I don't really mind. Now, the technical foul things, absolutely it's not definitely ticky-tack and not knick-knack. <laughs> We're not letting it go this time. Knick-knack, Give a dog a bone. Time in, time out. We got people <laughs> making these knick-knacky calls. Knick-knacky, man. <laughs> it's ticky-tack. So I was brought, it was brought to my attention this week that I just say things. And Evan and Sydney usually just let them ride. But sometimes they'll call me on it. And well, in the, the times is, where they let it ride, the audience calls me on it. And that was is, one is of them. Time in and time out. how confident you are. Because sometimes when I don't know the word for something, I'll be like, I don't know. It's some word for banana or whatever. Plantain. That's the word I was. And then I'll say it like two seconds later because I finally figured it out. In that the was an of example. Me talking that was to an pick example that wasn't an actual. That was a, a, a theoretical example, not a practical example. So anyways, keep going. Sorry. Knickknacky fouls. So anyway, I, yeah, like the knickknacky fouls. I don't care about those. The tic tac knickknack. Give the ref. Give a the call. dog a bone. You know, like <laughs> let the ref call a foul. <laughs> uh, but there have been a couple recently where a technical foul is called, and that is a, a judgment call. That is one that a ref has. It's not, did he hit his arm? Did he not hit his arm? Did he, you know, hit the guy in the face? Did he not hit the guy in the face? This is, I'm, you know, he maybe disrespected me. Maybe he's doing something disrespectful to another, you know, taunting of some sort to another player. Anyway, so that's the kind of technical foul we're talking about. There were two examples recently that had my blood boiling. The first of which was in a Sixers game. Against the Nets, James Harden accidentally had you know, stepped into the lane in the middle of uh, a Nets player's free throws, 
So the Nets player missed that free throw. The ref called it, which means he gets to reattempt the free throw. He reattempts it. He makes it. So James Harden just effectively costed his team a point. He catches the ball as it comes out of the net, and he rifles it into the scansion behind where the you know backboard is and all that. Uh, and, you know, catches it and then goes to inbound it. But the ref took exception with that because he thought, I guess, that James was mad at him and not just mad at himself for costing his team a point. And he called a technical foul, which means the Nets get to shoot another free throw. And I'm like, what, what does that act have to do anything with you? That's, this, I'm telling you, they're becoming like MLB umpires who Listen. just don't like the way you are. It's not good refereeing. Okay. I told you I watched that documentary about Tim Dunahee, the uh-huh. ref oh, yeah, that was yeah. yeah. Don't you feel like they have it in their best interest to not have it look that way? Yo, absolutely. Like with a history of Certainly. scandal in your referees, would you not want to make sure that it absolutely does not look like you're fixing but games or like impacting the outcome of games like that? I don't think necessarily that it's. I don't think it's necessarily like a we're fixing games or no, 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 you know no, no. giving teams extra free throws. I think it's a matter of. I'm getting my feelings hurt because I don't have a thick enough skin to be on the court with these extraterrestrial humans, and it's kind of like a uh, a minority complex, right? Is that- yeah, they're finally given power, so now they're going to exercise their power, even right. though they are at, at like a, a lower stature. Like, hey, Mister Seven Foot Center, I'm going to make you powerless here by calling a technical foul. The other one that I saw recently was in that Lakers Celtics game where Dennis Schroeder was trailing Jason Tatum on a fast break. Jason Tatum goes up, misses the wide-open free uh, layup, and it falls off the front of the rim. And it wasn't until the ball falls off the front of the rim and into Dennis Schroeder's hands to go back down the court that they call the foul on Dennis Schroeder. And he immediately is like, how could you not call the foul when I actually foul him? But then once you see that he misses the shot, then you call the foul. I'm seeing that increasingly mm. so as well, but mm. that's a topic for another day. So when Dennis Schroeder gets called for the foul, he immediately goes to his knees and just falls on his back as if to say, you've got to be kidding me. Now you call the foul. And they said, oh, you're showing me up. Technical foul. And I'm like, what the hell? And, it, and, it's, and it's a foul that you cannot appeal. Oh, Once yeah. it's laid out, yep. you're teed up. You're done. Correct. That's yeah. the... That's the Judge, jury, and executioner. So, it's so stupid. What I'm proposing here is if a referee has exception with something the player does, says, whatever, and they decide to tee them up, they should immediately have to go over to the other two refs and say, do you agree or do you disagree? And if all three refs say, yes, that's a technical foul, fine, it can stand. Yeah, but, but if even one of them says, come on, Brett, like, you know, Brett or like, you know, uh, okay, he wasn't trying to do that. I don't think that was a technical. So then we don't call it. And then we just let the game continue. Can we do that? Because instead it's, oh, if one fan is giving this ref a hard time and they're getting angry, 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 and they take it out on the player or that fans team like what? I don't know why you think that the whole group of referees isn't going to have the same attitude together. I don't think that you're going to get like dissent from your uh especially if like the head judge calls the the technical of course the the line judge is going to agree with them i don't know i just i i think there should be a little bit of a checks and balances oh i don't disagree with you i like, just think the challenge call has revolutionized the way we referee basketball games because every uh, you know ball out of bounds we can challenge that we can challenge you know fouls shooting fouls everything like that which is revolutionized the way we watch basketball but and made it for the better I think but this is the one call that nobody has a say in except for one person and I think that's that's a problem not to say that technical fouls are changing the outcomes of games but it certainly stops momentum you know it certainly you know brings the game to a screeching halt and I think everybody would agree that that's something that we don't want to do with basketball so Mm. just my thoughts as I watching all of these basketball games. I agree with you. After the break, I will let you know who will win the WNBA championship this year. Mm. (laughs) 
that time of year again. Leaves are falling and winter's calling. You don't want to be out in the elements doing yard work this year. Did you know your favorite robotic lawnmower has fall and winter attachments to keep you inside and warm during these cold months? Try the new Groomba Rake and Roll system. Their patented leaf detection algorithm finds all the fallen leaves in your yards, leaving no spot untouched. Guaranteed. Once the leaves are collected, they're rolled into a bale for you to easily remove. Pair this with the ever-popular Groomba Snowblade, and your yard, sidewalk, and driveway will be clean all year long. Both the Rake and Roll and the Snowblade systems are available for the first time in the Groomba Fall and Winter Bundle, exclusively sold at Home Improvement Haven. Tell them Evan from the Retro Water Boys sent you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Wow, and a rare Evan uh, rejoin. Thank you, Evan. No problem. Well, I will be welcomed. I back feel welcome. Feels very welcome. Wow, oh. just so nice of you to welcome back to your own show. So hospitable to our yeah. audience. I so. think you were saying something about the WNBA. Yes, I was. Oh, thank you, oh, Evan. Oh my wow. god. Maybe I should <laughs> be the host and not the co-host. Please, just kidding. Hey, come on. Uh, <laughs> yes, I was going to say something about the WNBA. And it's that the aces are primed for a repeat. I'm telling you right now, this is a guarantee. Are we going to have a uh, Harlem Globetrotters situation that always win in the WNBA? Yes. And it's going to be the aces. The aces will always win. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because the best Sports player, betting. the best player, uh, some would argue in the sport. Some would just say in the Eastern Conference. Whatever. Is Candace Parker. CP3, as she's dubbed. Oh, first yeah. person ever with that name. Uh, she's f- formerly of the Chicago Sky. She brought them uh, a championship two years ago. And she was on a two-year contract. Two-year contract expired. She was a free agent. She just announced this week. Guess where she's signing? Las Vegas. Oh, baby. So you're going to pair her with the MVP, Asia Wilson, former MVP, Candace Parker, and all of the people coming back. Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray, everybody. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's a super team. Exactly. So now we're entering this little super team Heck era yeah. <laughs> of the WNBA because former MVP John Quell Jones was just traded to the New York Liberty who have Sabrina Ionescu. So it, a very fun place to be is the WNBA. Now, the only person that we're really looking for to make a decision here is your Seattle Storm, Brianna yeah. Stewart. Brianna Stewart. And she was tweeting about something about like, She's like, as part of my deal, yeah. I want uh, all charter flights to be subsidized for every WNBA team. She's yep. like, I will use my name and likeness yeah. for to fund it. I thought that was kind of nice for her. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to use your platform. Uh, uh, if she but, doesn't come back to the storm, instant rebuild. If she doesn't come back to the storm, <laughs> I agree with you. Instant rebuild. However, I'm thinking she might go to the New York Liberty. That's what I was thinking and too. Because you could have the New York Liberty with those three awesome players. And then you have the aces out west with their culture, you know, foundation, whatever they have building out there. And this could really be uh, a super team era of the WNBA, which I thought was cool mm. because uh, when they asked like Sue Bird uh, about why did you never like team up with Diana Taurasi or any of these other stars of the sport? And she's like, you know, I never thought about it. Like, I always just thought I have to make myself better here and I have to make my team better here. Not, oh, it would just be fun to go play with the other best player in the mm-hmm. WNBA. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing Candace Parker say, I want to buy into that culture led by Becky Hammond, former player, now coach of Love the Aces. That. And, you know, they seem to be having a blast out in Vegas. Let me go out there. Let me go try and chase a championship out there with them. Uh, even though she did it herself, she did it in Chicago. So I feel like this is kind of a la LeBron James. She brought it back to her hometown. She won the championship there. She's good to go and just have fun for the rest of her career. So interesting thing to see the super team era starting in the WNBA. They're they're just like uh, 40 years behind the NBA. Yeah, like they oh, go yeah. through the same periods. Well, I mean, it's interesting how you see generations of players because you know, Sue Bird not thinking about starting a super team is just like, you know, uh, Reggie Miller 
in the 90s saying, well, I never really thought about teaming up with Michael Jordan. He was just always the person <laughs> we had to get through, right? Like, you never think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But just interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's head to the wheel as we do at the end of every show. Evan, what charities are looking good to you on a Sunday afternoon? Uh, national parks. Are you looking for green spots? What's happening? Uh, I can't look for green spots all the way because one of them is my pocket. Uh, so I'm going to do national parks. I'm just not going to pick anything. I guess I'm doing both blue ones because I don't want to pick anything red, orange, or yellow. And purple, Why is that? Uh, 49ers. Uh, and both purples are free parking and your pocket. So I'm doing both the blue ones. Which is what? National, national parks? parks and boys and girls. Hoping it lands on a green. Local schools. It's a yellow spot. No, oh, we rolled them last week too. Spun them? Spun oh, them last spun week. Spun them. The the wheel has got some mileage on it now. It does. We've it needs a tune up. Needs some WD forty grease <sighs> up those wheels. I think it needs some of the bolts tightened. What did you say? National parks and what? Boys and girls. Boys and club. girls. Oh, and neither of those hit, huh? Correct. Local schools. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Congratulations, local schools. Two weeks in a row for you. Yeah. You're on a bigger streak than Evan. That is true. Let's keep it going. <laughs> what, the streak? Yeah. Uh, Evan, any, any parting words as we uh, wrap up episode 91? Um, not anything specific, but it is championship weekend. Do we want to pick some scores? For what? The championship games. Certainly not. Okay. I've learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson predicting here because if I throw out a prediction, usually does the opposite. And I get like, I'm just saying, for instance, if I say the Chiefs are going to win today 31 to 27 and the Chiefs end up winning, they cover. That's good for me. But if I say the Chiefs are going to win 31 to 27 and the Bengals win a close game, Let's say the Bengals win 31 to 27. Everyone's going to say, you dummy. <laughs> Even though I'm like, I, I just picked These a close the, game. These are the two dichotomies of sports picking. So I, being listen, correct and being wrong. If you want my prediction, <laughs> I'll give it to you. No, never mind. No predictions. That's what I thought. So here's my prediction. I got the Grizzlies losing tonight to the Pacers. That's mm. clear. Uh, football, a little fuzzy. So I'm not going to pick it. How about that? Also a little fuzzy. Not too purdy. Purdy. Ah, that's something. The Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Need a refill? Listen to past shows by subscribing to our podcast feed. Stay in the loop by following us on social media. On Twitter, at redshirt underscore pod. On Instagram, redshirt underscore waterboys. Or just email us at redshirtwaterboys at gmail.com.